This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Tokus, you feel this thread trying to pull you towards this creature. Shaba and Azla, you have no idea that anything is happening. A second one of these things starts climbing down rocks towards you. They look like white lobsters. I get out of the grapple, I get climbing. You misty and then you climb like the wind. Yeah, so I'm going to misty to the footholds. You've escaped the rope as well as the string. Guys, help, they're giant white lobsters. I just grab the rope and just start running. Grab the rope and we'll pull it up. The one that had spotted you earlier spits out another filament at you. I will try to hack it 10 damage. You connect with the filament and go flying up the side of this cliff. Tokus pulls himself up to the ledge. You can't see the creature. You think they're probably not going to move after you. So what do you think? A free fall? One, two, three, The four of you leap off of the ledge and go streaking off into the darkness below. The rope is uncoiling at an alarming pace at first, but you quickly realize that it is supporting you and keeping you from going any faster, but you're still falling really fast. Even though you started off spread apart, because it's slowing you down, all of your ropes have led to you converging in the middle underneath. Mm. And about 12 seconds after you jump, Tokus... You're the first to hit the ground. Ooh, I'm going to hit. How does this work mechanically? (laughs) I just realized I'm going to break both of my legs. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not as bad as you had imagined. I've been waiting the entire campaign for you to make full use of this rope. Wow. Wow. This is the first time you're using it like this. Wait, Lobbix (laughs) helps us when we jump to our deaths? (laughs) Apparently. So, Tokus... You take a grand total of six points of damage from the fall. Oh my wow. goodness. Oh boy. All right, guys, I'm at, I'm at, uh, not max health. <laughs> uh, make a deck save to see if you can dodge the next person. Oh. Uh, that was a natural 20, so 21. Heck yeah. All right. You just hit the ground and roll. I just, like, start catching you guys. Yeah. <laughs> next is Aslo, right? Shaba. No, you're next. Shaba. Shaba. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm next. Yeah, yeah, you're next because we didn't want you to squish Aslo. All right. All right, so Shaba, you also take six points of damage. Okay. And I make a deck save. That's a good roll. That's a good roll. Uh, Sweet, Lobbix bungee jumping cable of awesome? Yeah. The, we can Yeah, we can go skydiving. Yeah, dude, apparently. Um, that is a 24 on my decks. Dude, we could use this, like, to drop in on the cult or something. You tuck and roll, and Aslo, you land and take five points of damage. Okay. And save to dodge Stripey. All right. Wait, we never got Lobbix fully inspected, did we? Uh, no, I don't think No, we... you never identified it. We don't know the full breadth of its capabilities. Yeah, we didn't turn it into the guild. Dex save, you said, uh, 21. All right. Aslo's far too cheap for that. Guys, we're so crazy. All three of you tuck and roll out of the way. Stripey lands and takes a single point of damage. <laughs> wow. We put our lives on the line, and all we had to do was actually learn what our magical items can do? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. You literally put your life on the line. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Took us think of the savings, though. Think how much money we saved by not getting that identified. <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of your fall, it was as if you had fallen 10 feet with the speed you were going. Wow. Wow. 150 feet per second is max rate of descent. So any of those old magic items that we've been kicking around, maybe we should uh, invest in the guild hall and have them identified since we get discounts now. Yeah. Or we should just get me that pearl. That's true. That's you true. Can do that as well. Then I can do it. Did you actually get, take the identify spell? I have identify. Oh, from ah. from my uh, fey touched feet, which is from Tasha's. Wow, which is from Mernie. Awesome, <laughs> man. Oh, he does care about you after Mernie all. Mernie really does love you. How sweet. And in fifth edition, all you need is the one pearl. You don't have to actually like crush it to dust and expend it every time you cast identify yeah right right just crush a hundred gold pieces every time you want to inspect something <laughs> oh, hey man man that's old school D for you well it's true i mean much like many different places you know people saying you know calling out entitlement on different generations i came into D at just the right time jay <laughs> yeah <laughs> when all the, the the unfun parts got taken out the catering and the you came in on easy mode yeah exactly right. <laughs> I don't know I was kind of hoping that one of us would have died on this fall and I look over at Stripey <laughs> I think I know which one yeah we all know which one it is yeah I'm so thankful that we're all alive except you Stripey <laughs> wow guys I'm I'm amazed that we survived that me too how's it how's Lobix doing is it still in good shape I inspect the rope. It's smoking. Yeah, it's fine. Wow, man. It really is magical. That's crazy. It's truly an item of magic. Okay, wait. Look alive, guys. Look alive. We gotta find my wig. Oh, yeah. We look around us. Oh, wait. Also, we should be looking out for those enemies. But, yes. yeah, let's find my wig. Let's detach each of our uh, harnesses from the rope, but keep the harnesses on so we look awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna step out of my harness. But why? It, I'm gonna put the harness back into my pack. Don't you want to be a team player? No, Shaba. We we. This is serious. <laughs> this is this is this is this is cave warfare. Okay, but we could be all matchy matchy. <laughs> the wig should still be glowing, by the way, because light lasts an hour. So yeah, this is the closest thing we've ever had to a team uniform, a company pride uniform. Harnesses. Mm-hmm. Shaba, you would do well to listen to a rock gnome when we're in a cave battle situation. All right, fine. I need you to get out of that harness and help me find my wig. All right, I begrudgingly get out of the harness and coil up the rope, put it in my pack. (laughs) This is really important. So let me describe the area. I think that fall would have blown out your candle. All right, I relight it, and then I take out my bow and get ready to look around. The floor here is slick with a thin layer of water, and your feet sink into the shifting sediment below you, except for Tokus, due to your ring of water walking, you're standing nicely on top of the water. Oh my goodness. Hmm. Tokus, how did you get all the cool magic items? <laughs> you have literally a ring of water walking that you don't have to cast a spell or anything. You just walk on water for, like, auto. You auto walk on water. I mean, better than the company tank sinking like a rock. <laughs> that is certainly true. That's true. But auto walking on water is pretty sweet. That's legit. Dude, did you auto walk in the sewers on poo water? I don't think he had it back then. Yeah, I, that's why I, I was okay with this, because I didn't want to get poo on my uh, wow. my sweet, sweet armor. Man. Well, at least my boots are clean now in this water. Hopefully. It's not that thick. It's just like an inch or two. Oh. Mm. All right. It cleans off the bottom of my tender toes, so that's good. <laughs> Fortunately, as you look around, the only movement that you see are the ripples in the water spreading outward from where you stand. 
Mm-hmm. With your back to the cliff wall, the cave spreads out in all other directions, 180 degrees, continuing into the darkness. The floor here is uneven, with frequent dips and rises, some areas underwater and others relatively dry, and stalagmites of all sizes stretch upwards. Are mites the top or the bottom? There's mites and tights. The bottom. The bottom. T- uh, tights, are they hold on tight to the ceiling? Tights are top. Mites are, they are mighty like the earth. Okay, so tights are top. I think we've had this discussion before. Also, stalagmites have a G, which is for the ground, and stalactites have a C, which is for the yeah, ceiling. Well, obviously, I remembered what we said last time, Zane, <laughs> which is why I asked. <laughs> so, so tights are top and mites are bottom. So you said there are mites? Yep. Yes. There are mites, yeah. Coming up from the ground, you wouldn't see the stalactites from here. We wouldn't be able to see the tights anyway. Right. If there were tights. There right. might be tights. There might be tights, we just don't know. We should be aware of the tights. Yes, we should be doubly yeah. sure that we don't get impaled by a tight. Like, we almost died to a tight that one time. Yeah. Oh, true. There was a, a pretty nasty tight. Um, also, I just quickly spin and look up behind us to, to just to make sure that the uh, creepy lobster crab spider things aren't chasing us. Actually, I'm going to give a look because I have better vision. Good idea, Aslo. And I will shine my bullseye lantern up at the rock. Okay, it doesn't reach up to the cave, but you watch for a little while and you don't see anything coming down after you. Good. Okay. Yeah, they, they go for the easy meal. I mean, at the speed you're falling, any one of you would have passed by the cave entrance in like a fifth of a second. Yeah. yeah. So all four of you probably went by in less than a second. <laughs> yep. It was probably yeah. like still licking Tokus's leg juice. <laughs> <laughs> having retracted its little silk into its mouth, mm, mm, that would have been good. And it didn't notice us fly by. Also, Togus takes a note to take a shower to wipe off all the leg <laughs> yeah. juice that he excretes every day. <laughs> I sweat. I do inspect my armor to see if it's like covered in stickiness. Is it? Well, I mean, it, there was the part of the strand that you cut off. I mean, part of it's uh, yeah. still stuck to you. Mm. Just like a, you know, less than a foot. It's like that wad of gum that's like pesky. Yeah. You know, like it's like stuck on you or mm-hmm. stuck like in your car or in your hair. And you just like, you just sometimes just got to cut that out, you know? It made me think of the Shelob scene from Lord of the Rings. Mm. What is it? It's sticky. <laughs> and the behind the scenes footage, they like go over how they actually made that web stuff. It's pretty cool. Hmm. They used some kind of like gelatin or something, but they like made some recipe for it and actually like custom designed it. Wow. That's awesome. That's cool. So uh, can we find my wig now? Oh yeah, your wig. Yep. It's about 15 feet away. Still glowing. I go over and try to procure my wig. It's like lying in a puddle and you're just like, (laughs) like pressing it back under your head. Yeah. It is thoroughly soaked with sedament filled water. Uh, I'll put it into my pack and I'll dry it out somehow later. You just wring it out now to get all yeah, the- I'll wring it out and then put it <laughs> into my pack. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just keep that helmet on because the back of your head is gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just don't show us your true head. Uh, I just received uh, a negative bardic. <laughs> like I have to like when I make my next you check. Get minus D. The next roll you make. Yeah. It's like you just subtract a D8. You have to subtract it. <laughs> Words are powerful, Aslo. You should be careful. Ah, don't I know it. Bardic demotivation. <laughs> A bardic demotivational poster, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we see anything else of interest uh, around us? Want to make perception checks? We sure do. Yeah, yeah, I do, actually. Better believe it. It's my favorite type of check to make. Thanks for asking. It's going to be a 23 for Shab. Six. Only a 14 for me. 23, 6, and 14. Stripey makes a smell check. 
He has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on smell. That's a. It's going to be a seventeen for Stripey. He smells how nasty my wig smells now. <laughs> yep, smells like a wet dog. Smells like stagnant, muddy water. Mm-hmm. Mm. Smells just like home. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll put it on after all. It smells like Teen Spirit, <laughs> kind of. So Shaba, as you're investigating the area, you look around and you find on the side of one of the nearby stalagmites, there's some kind of faint marking there. Which is the stalagmite again? Is it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, look at this marking. We just had this conversation. <laughs> marking looks very old, almost completely worn away by the gradual deposit of minerals on the surface. But at some point, there were several symbols carved into this rock. Uh, you can make out a circle and a few jagged lines on the outside of it pointed away in kind of a radial fashion away from the center. Hmm. Uh, any other details that might have been there have been lost. Guys, it's a picture of the sun. Was the sun one of the symbols on the, the Altoric uh, ring? Tokus, where's that ring that you got? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I fumbled through my pack looking for the ring. Oh, that's just... With the four oh, and symbols. then I dropped the ring in the mud. And, oh, yes. <laughs> no. All right, so, all right, so <laughs> we observe the Altoric ring. Signet ring bears the image of a shield divided in quarters. Each corner has a different image inside. The sun, a crown, a spear, and a ship. Mm-hmm. The sun was one of them. Guys, that's the sun. We compare the sun on the signet ring to the sun symbol etched into the stalagmite. I mean the stalactite. Sorry, guys. I got it wrong. <laughs> is it the same sun? Or is it a different sun from a different planet? The one on the stalagmite is missing some of the marks, but it looks like the ones that are still there match up with the same sort of stylized sun as on the ring. Mm. <gasps> huh. Guys. There are three more stalagmites. If we find all four... We get a matching set. We win. We, we win the game. <laughs> Wait, what are the symbols? We really should We really should put this into our notes. So the sun, the ship, the crown, and the spear. Pretty sure I have it in my notes. And you recognized it back then as the crest used by the military officers of Altoria. Yes. Mm. The Altoric crest. A sun, a crown, a spear, and a ship. Hmm. Well, hold on. One of the Altoric artifacts is a crown. That lines up. But the others, they don't make sense to me yet. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's all. That's the only one that's similar. But what if they do make more sense? They do not, Tokus. <laughs> but they will make sense <laughs> one day. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, this might be something that we could ask Conan about next time we're at the library. <laughs> <laughs> if he has any history books that discuss the different meanings of the four symbols of the Altoric Crest. Thane's like, Malwin's name! Malwin. <laughs> His name is Malwin! Thane <laughs> rage quits. <laughs> I'm done! I'm done with this! Our listeners didn't see just like how frustrated Thane just looked. In a laughing, kind-hearted uh, kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was very wonderful and innocent. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do some more looking around then. Let's, let's see what we can find. Yeah. Shaba, you're, well, Shaba, you're the ranger, but Tokus, you're the rock gnome. One of you pick a direction. Yeah, Tokus is better at stalagmites than I am. Yeah, Tokus, make a stalagmite check. Yes, make a cave check with stalagmites included. Well, I mean, if this is a marker, wouldn't the marker point to where we need to go? Why don't we follow... It's pointing up. Tokus, the stalagmite is pointing toward the ceiling. We need to go up there. 
is the spear on the symbol pointing in any particular direction? There's no spear. It's just the sun that you can see. It's just the sun that we can see. And the sun is carved on the side of the stalagmite, more or less the same side that the cave wall is on. It's a little bit off center. Hmm. So why don't we follow that wall, right? Where we, like, that sees the symbol. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Lead the way. Yeah. Does that make sense, Thane? You look perplexed. I understand what you're going for. So if the sun's pointed at the wall, then you, you know, you hit the wall, and which way do you go along the wall? Right. I want to go, uh, I guess we would take a right turn. Okay, our choice is right or left, right? So like the wall that's in tandem with the sun, we either need to go right or we go left, correct? Mm-hmm. But there aren't any really stalagmites along the wall, are there? Well, the other, okay, the other way we could do this is we could, the direction that the symbol is, we could walk past the symbol. Like, literally, like, this is this, this is the symbol, and we'll walk that direction. Here's an idea. Why don't we just look at the other stalagmites in the area and see if any of them have symbols on them? At least where we're standing, it sounds like we don't see any, which means we'd have to walk somewhere. Yeah. I thought there were, you said there were a bunch of different stalagmites around. There are, but I mean, your perception checks were the result of your searching all of this area. Right. Okay, so we searched a bunch of stalagmites and only found the sun, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, all right. All right, then yeah, in that case, what Tokus was saying, we um, whichever way the you can read it from, you keep going in that direction. Okay, so away from the wall. Yeah. I feel like the wall is going to be a dead end, guys. I think we should go in the somewhere in the 180 degree field away from the wall, from whence we came. Uh, excuse me, whence we came. Everybody tracking with me here? We're good. Yeah. All right. I got your English there. All right, let's go. You make your way cautiously through the caves. Take some effort to go you know, up and down various dips and rises in the ground here, especially for the shorter ones of here. You sometimes have to actually climb up short distances, just a few feet. But you try to keep as straight as a path as you can, and after you've been walking for a minute or so, you find a second mark on another stalagmite right in front of you. <gasps> oh my gosh. Which one? It looks like it's also the same sun symbol. Uh-huh. And it's positioned on the left side of this stalagmite. So we follow suit. The same way that we found this symbol from the previous stalagmite, we'll orient ourselves and start moving towards where we think the next stalagmite would be. Agreed. In a connect-the-dots sort of manner. Yes. They left themselves clues to find the crown if they ever needed to get it. Mm. <laughs> like a map. Yes. Or they're leading us to where they're going to kill us. Into a trap. <laughs> It's either a map or a trap. Also, if the cult got here before us, this is also leading us... Anyway, Tokus tries to stuff those thoughts down. (laughs) It's a trap within a trap. It's a trap! Within a trap. You continue following your decided course, and as you progress, you're searching every stalagmite that you come across to find any more of these symbols. Turning each time that you do, you pass by seven symbols... And as you're working towards the potential eighth one, give me a perception check. Don't mess it up this time, guys. Fifteen for Shab. Twenty for Aslo. Seven for Tokus. I told us not to mess this check up. (laughs) Indeed. Aslo, you spot up above you on one of the stalagmites coiled around it is this strange worm-like creature, like worm-snake-like thing. 
it blends in with the stone very well, almost enough that you didn't notice it at first, but it starts to uncoil itself and drops down on the ground in front of you. Ugh. Everyone is surprised except for Aslo. Oh, dang it. Ooh. Tell you what, Tokus, you're the best looking thing I've seen come out of the underworld probably in my entire life, I just gotta say, because there's some ugly <laughs> creatures down here. Oh, that's kind of a weird backwards way of giving me a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You have rangerish inspiration. Can Shaba be surprised? I thought rangers have some sort of something. You can be surprised. Am I thinking of a different ability of yours? Watcha! I can be surprised. I just gain advantage on stuff at the beginning of combat if they haven't acted. Yep. All right. So everyone, roll initiative. A niche. A niche. 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 Creepy snake-like stalactite creature. Uh, Aslo gets a nineteen. Shaba gets a 22, and Stripey gets a natural 20. Tokus is going on a 20. Not natural. Huh. Wow. An unnatural 20. <laughs> An unnatural 20. A supernatural 20? What did we call it? A normie twonzo? That's right. Yeah, this is a normie <laughs> twonzo. Yeah. We have not made yeah. a uh, an emoji for that, have we? Yet. Oh, no, wait. Normie twonzo? I did make an emoji. I just didn't upload it. <laughs> oh, you made a Normie Twonzo? I'm excited to see it. Yeah. And Brian, nice work on those face emotes. Speaking of emotes and other wonderful art. Yeah? I thought you were going to do this one, Jay. <laughs> you were the one who wanted to do it. That's true. Uh, real quick shout out to one of the folks in our Discord community. That would be Chris Monster. Thank you so much for that awesome fan art you submitted. Really cool stuff. Really enjoy the the lightning shot iconic moment of Shaba like firing off, you know, becoming the wielder of the lightning of the Ramlord, uh, and then of course uh, Tokus's inspired, uh, very like Star Warsy kind of the, the the green flame blade and his inner struggle of his dark side mixed with green flame blade plus hex. Very cool stuff. Please keep that stuff coming, and uh, if you want to get your hands on a sweet free community where you can see all that fan art as it's coming out and you don't have to wait for the social posts consider going to get a discord invite from the damage guild website that's going to be www.thedamageguild.com and at the top click on the tab that says socials and then you click on the one that says discord has a little face and you can join and hang out with us. We actually are all four of us are active on there and we'll we'll respond and chat with you guys. Yeah, and check out the awesome fan art. And maybe if you've got some artistic talent of your own, maybe throw a little fan art into the mix. Or even if you don't. Yeah, even if, you, if you're not talented at all. Exactly. And just put some <laughs> stuff on a piece of paper. Or you have no life skills whatsoever. <laughs> just put some pen to paper and just see what happens. <laughs> just, just open MS Paint and follow your dreams and then show us what you come up with. And scribble. You can be whatever you want to be, okay? Yeah. Uh, also, I realized why I didn't upload the Normie Twinzo because we just made that last session and that episode's not going to come out for a really long time mm. so i have the normie uh. twinzo locked and loaded it's just not going to be a thing until it comes <laughs> out so yeah we don't want to spoil our jokes and it is literally it's the the thane sigh emoji but with a d20 in front of thane's head <laughs> <laughs> that's the normie twinzo <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a D, it's a D20 that's doing this. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. It's a D20 with its hand in front the of face the face palm. It's yeah. <laughs> perfect. I'm just a normie twins. Right. Fane is like not okay with that. His face is becoming like, <laughs> like no. your emo. Hey, by the way, 
The Thane oh, facepalm yeah. is the most used emoji on the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed that. It's true. It's super popular. It's just so applicable. Yeah, you've, you've become a hit sensation. <laughs> There's the Normie twins for you guys. Oh, that's great. Well done. I see a little bit of his chin. Yeah, I couldn't get it quite perfect. If I moved it down a little bit, then part of his hair came out the top. That that lets Thane keep some anonymity. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay, okay. Oh, man. Let's move on. All right, moving on. Anyway, D&D. Moving right along. As though it is your turn, you see this creature plop to the ground in front of you. It rears up with its head facing you, which then splits open into four different tentacles and a beak in the middle. Oh, no, not one of those things. I hate this. Like, uh... It's it's from, uh, that that show. Stranger Things. Stranger Things, thank you. Or like every alien movie ever. Oh, dude, gross. They just sent us a picture of it. Things are the worst. Maybe Stranger Things got it from... From D&D. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, dude. I know what this is. I'm I'm drawing a blank on what the actual name of the creature is. You might have actually seen these before in this campaign. Whoa, really? Um, I don't remember this. I think it appeared in the carnival, in the tent. Okay, yeah, so it's a giant worm. Uh, I remember an octopus, yeah, so this was the octopus monster. Yeah, so it's a giant worm with a beak and no eyes, and then four octopus tentacles with sharp spikes, spines. At the end of them? uh, On the end of them. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's horrifying. (laughs) I'm going to have double nightmares tonight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's about 12 feet long. Yikes. Dude. All right, let's get to it. Yeah. Let's put this thing out of its misery. So, what does surprise mean again? Is there nothing a surprised unit can do? No. Oh, man. We can be surprised. <laughs> surprise. It's a surprise party, except, surprise. except it's an ugly monster. Cave party. Like yeah. in, the, in our old campaign when I think it was saying, it was like, all right, you're surprised. And Jay was like, ooh, I love surprises. <laughs> I love surprises. That's right. Um, <laughs> this seems like a pretty good time to cast Mirror Image. So I think I'm going to do that. It seems like a great time. So I mirror up. <laughs> my three duplicates pop out. Right, and then he uses one of its tentacles to destroy each. Each of them, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got my crossbow and my short sword, and uh, I'm ready to go, but that was my action. So uh, I guess bonus action, I will give inspiration to... He looks down at his friendship medallion and and says, uh, Shaba. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Sweet, thanks. Um, Do you think I'm awesome and prowess? Pretty, yeah. Oh, 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 okay, thanks. (laughs) That works. And that ends my turn. I will. I'll back away, actually, from uh, this horrifying death monster. Good idea. Just back away a few steps. Back you back away a full movement. Just like a few steps, just to kind of put the rest of the party in between me and it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How close was it to us when it dropped off the stalagmite? It landed like ten feet in front of Tokus. Mm. Okay. We did say earlier we had our weapons out, and I feel like when it comes to Tokus, that includes my shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just clarifying. That's it for me. It slithers forward and attempts to grab, strangle, whack Tokus with its tentacles Ooh. and its tail as well. What was your initiative, Asa? A 20, I believe. Really? Mm-hmm. Mine was a 23. But you were surprised. Oh, I was surprised. 
But you didn't realize it because you were surprised. Because how is su- that makes total sense. All right, I'm, I'm on the same page now. Right. Okay, so the surprise round has happened, so you can take reactions, but you can't do any other act. Okay. And gotcha. Tokus, you are struck with its tentacles. Oh, uh, maybe I should shield, folks. Probably, yeah. Yeah, good idea. I would like to shield in hopes that it makes it high enough. Okay, shield. So your armor class is a 26. 26. <laughs> Holy shit. insane. For the rest of this round. And my attacks were a 24 and a 25. Wow. Oh, that's ROI. So, just at the last second, you regain your senses and throw your shield out in front of you with its magically extended borders and block its tentacles and tails as they smash into you. Wow. Man. I'm down a spell slot. But it was worth it. Yes. Totally. Very much so. Shava, it's your turn. This thing isn't a beast, is it? No. All right. Probably some sort of aberration or... Horror, perhaps. Monstrosity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's so it's, it's, this thing's big. Yes. It is rather big. You said 12 feet long. You guys think I should use a lightning charge here? Uh, I'm going to go with... Yeah. Uh, I think you should consider marking it. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I like marking better than lightning charge just yet. I think we. I got to wait and feel it out and see how we do. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll cast Hunter's Mark as a bonus action. I will mark it, and then I will mark the spell as used on my character sheet. Very good. And then I will roll a die to see if I hit it. Uh, I do not hit it. I, I received a 13. <laughs> and then I will make one full movement away from it. <laughs> Putting yourself behind Aslo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Putting Aslo between myself and the creature. Taught you well. <laughs> so 13 to miss. And then um, that will end my turn. Okay, Stripey. Stripey's going to run up and slash it. And that will be a 16 to hit. That does not make it through its armor. Wow. It's tough hide. Oh my goodness. Hmm. All right, hmm. Stripey's done. Tokus, Stripey is now between you and the monster because it has long enough reach that it can attack you from range. It is a ranged combatant, huh? Mm, reach. reach. So am I technically engaged in combat with the enemy then? It is engaged with you, but you are yeah. not engaged with it. So does that mean I can move, like, not away from it? If you try to run away, it can attack you, but you can maneuver around it. I don't want to run away. I just, I want to I want to move so that Stripey's not in front of me. Okay. So strafing. Yeah, you can circle around it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to strafe so that I'm still within five feet of Stripes, because I don't want him to just, like... And uh, I, I just made like an eating gesture, by the way. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strafe so that I'm still within five feet of stripes. And I want to use an ability. I, Tokus looks around in his environment. And do I see that there's still a nice layer of water? It's been off and on, so I'm going to roll, find out whether there's water here or not. Hmm. There is. You're standing in, on top of a thin layer of water. Fantastic. And Tokus gets ready to... Because I looked up the rules to this, so hopefully it works the way I want it to. Frost fingers. What? Is this like some kind of new ability you have or something? I'm the old King Cold. Some some people call me Mr. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> old King Cold was a merry old soul. A merry old soul was he. <laughs> All right, so I will cast in a nice 15-foot cone that Stripey is not inside of the pizza. That was the way I wanted to move so that he's not in the pizza. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Slicing the pie and then slicing the pizza. Constitution save. 
Yes, which you're probably good at, but I'm more interested in the effects that this ability has than necessarily the 2d8 from it. Okay, well, it passed its save. Oh, wait, it's more damage than that because I'm level 5. Hold up. You are level 6, Tuckus. I am I am more powerful than I ever knew. <laughs> than you can possibly imagine. But unless you upcast it, it's a first level spell. Oh, I have to cast it as is. Uh, okay, this one doesn't grow. It's the cantrips that do. Yeah, cantrips grow automatically. The cantrips yes. grow. Yeah. Mm. Okay, how'd your constitution save go? He, he said passed. he passed. Yeah. You passed? Okay, so that means it's half damage. Okay. So do I still roll the 2d8 and then you just take half of that? Yes. Or do I just only Correct. roll... Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Makes, makes uh, D&D sense. It all averages out in the end. This is a really bad roll. I rolled a 1 and a 2. Oh, come on. Okay. Does that round up? Damage rounds down. It rounds to one. Yeah. So one damage. Okay. But, 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 <laughs> the cold freezes non-magical liquids in the area that are not be war- being worn or carried. Yep. So the whole floor in front of you gets turned to ice. Wow. And there, there are rules for when it comes to moving on ice that I'm sure Thane is aware of. <laughs> I'm aware of them. I don't know them. But he's trapped in a, sm- a short layer of ice now. He's not trapped, but he's... In the ice. That's something to do with acrobatics check. I mean, he's a couple inches down in it, but with his shape, I don't think it's going to be trapped in it. Because there's kind of a round... No, but if he moves on top of the ice, it... Yeah. Well, let me make sure I've got the ruling right. So when you're moving on ice, it's a acrobatics check that can cause you to fall prone if you fail, correct? That sounds right. And, oh, it's also considered difficult terrain. Hmm. I wonder if snake-like creatures can fall prone, though. Yeah, true. Well, couldn't he, like, like... Yeah, he could slip around. It also doesn't have to move to attack you, so there's that. Well, I thought it was really... Like, the second that he told me that the floor of this cave had a layer of water, I wanted to try this out. So <laughs> no, I'm, even if, I'm not discounting yeah. it as a brilliant idea. I'm simply saying that the context is perhaps not as advantageous as it would be if we were fighting, say, a horde of goblins. Yeah. That were then running across an icy, you know, rock. Yeah. Still got to use frost fingers. Yep. Hey, frost fingers. There you go. Could I spend the rest of my movement? Like, now I kind of want to, like, pick up Stripey and run. Uh, you can't pick him up. That's, that would be an action. That's true. I should stay. I should stay to try to protect the little guy. Unfortunately, Stripey is not an item. <laughs> I'm just thinking in order to make the worm actually potentially need to take the check from the ice, we'll have to move away. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's my turn. All right. Ezlo. All right, feeling a little bit better now that the others are uh, up and engaged with it. Um, I will um, <laughs> keeping it occupied. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will get a little closer. I think I will still just do my normal um, crossbow shot uh, first. Bri- Brian, can't we? Can't we wombo? We might be able to wombo. Yeah. I just thought of something. I'd have to. Are you talking about flanking? No, you could push it. Uh, yeah, that's true. If you push it on ice. Then it has to move over the ice to get back to us. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's a 15-foot pizza of ice that it's on top of. 15-foot pizza. Hmm. It was just merely a suggestion. You could literally do the same thing you were planning to do, but I was just saying you should consider that that really, really obscure ability to, like, push things. Can you push <laughs> it 10 feet? Uh, up to, yeah, push 10 feet away. Yeah. You could push it to the edge of the pizza. You could push it far enough that it would then have to make one movement to get back in melee range. Yeah. But it, has, but it has reach. Right, but if he pushes it 10 feet, then unless it has... We don't know whether it only has 10-foot reach or 15-foot reach. So it's a toss-up. 
Yeah. Yeah. True. Also, how intelligent is it? Is it intelligent enough to like know to get off the ice and then sw- you know warm around the ice, or is it just going to try to go after its prey? I don't know. I would guess probably the latter. Um, but if I were to like super meta game it, I would also say it, its reach is probably just ten feet and not fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, we also don't want to be in a situation where it's on the other side of the ice, and for us to get up into melee with it, we have to go onto the ice yeah. to attack it. We, we have lots of ranged options. That's true. We do. And if we can get the worm to fail that check and it falls over, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. Yeah, as long as we... I, I think you're, like, clinging too hard to your making it slip on the ice thing, whereas this configuration is really good. You have multi-attack. Stripey has multi-attack as long as he's sitting there in melee with it. So I think this position is actually fine. I mean, what what is it going to do to, like, spend a bunch of actions making it slip once? Right. I don't think that really helps us in the long run. Uh, I mean, a, a prone enemy is easier to defeat. You're saying the whole, you're worried about the walking over the ice part. It's the walking over the ice part and the getting out of melee with it part, because then we just have to get back into it somehow and... I don't know if, uh, again, I'm not sure how the rules play into this, but I'm not sure how a snake-like preacher goes prone because it just is prone by default. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Um, I think that's probably the case. Yeah, I don't know how they handle difficult terrain either. Yeah, I, I don't know that the rules would make provisions for whether a snake can be knocked prone. Can we get a determination on that thing? Uh, there are certain creatures that have prone listed as a condition immunity. Oh. I see. Okay. okay. So this yeah. may or may not be one of those creatures. Right. I'm just going to shoot it with my crossbow. That is a 12, I'm guessing, does not hit? No. Okay. And then I will drop that and pull out my other short sword and run up and try to hit it as well for my second attack. You can only make an offhand attack if you do melee, right? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I think it's just a weapon attack. Yeah. Is an extra attack you can spend it on any degree of... Melee and or ranged weapons? Uh, it's two-weapon fighting uh, melee weapon, yeah. They both have to be light melee weapons unless you have a feat that changes it. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, I'll just still shoot, draw the other sword, and kind of run up next to it to be, if I can, start moving around to flanking it instead. I wasted a whole spell slot for one damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't have known. Every little bit counts? It's 2d8, man. You, you could have gotten 16 damage. You just never know. My turn's over. Hmm. Seeing as how a new fresh piece of meat has just introduced itself in front of him, he decides to attack Stripey. Uh, I'm going to impose disadvantage with my reaction. Okay, are you going to do that on the tentacle attack or the tail attack? What do you think's worse? Tentacles look scarier than the tail, but what's the tail? I would do it on the tentacle attack. Yeah. But the tail might be grabbing. They both look like they could grab Stripey. I think the tentacle has a more has a higher chance of grabbing than the tail does. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, this monster seems to be more about his tentacles than the tail swipe. Yeah. So I'll try to impose disadvantage on the tentacles. All right. Let's see if it helps. It did not help. Stripey, no! <laughs> Stripey is grabbed by the tentacles, reeled in with them for a bite, and slapped with the tail. Oh, Oof. man. How she's owned. And I don't have enough dice out for this. Uh-oh. Good night. That's not a good sign. Hey, hey it's going to go down in history that Tokus did try 
to protect. <laughs> That's true. Because those who try always go down in history. Maybe I should have put the disadvantage on the tail because that was maybe a weaker attack. No. Or easier I, I, to put the dis- I think it was still the correct choice to do the tentacles because it has to grab you with the tentacles to bite you doesn't get mm-hmm. the bite necessarily without the tentacle grab. Is he just insta-killed? Thane is doing some math. So he, Stripey takes a grand total of 37 points of damage from all three attacks. <laughs> That's a good chunk. Ouch. Is he alive? Oh yeah, he's still up. Stripey has almost as many hit points as I do. Wow. More than Stripey Asla has does. more hit points than I do. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has more. <laughs> he's a little badger. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop, 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 stop. What type of damage was that? Do I? Can I tell? Uh, all three: bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. Uh, Not elemental. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Hold on. Resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, and these are non-magical weapons. Correct. Would you allow me to? Uh, sorry, I was kind of glancing over the bracelet as we were resolving this. Is it a possibility that I could grant resilience to Stripey? Or no, I can't. It's a. It says, ah. No, it's worse than that. It's one charge as an action. It's a self only. Mm. It's the wearer. Yeah. I have to know that it's coming, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. It's, yeah, it's bad. But it yeah. would last for the whole battle. Yeah, but like, how was I supposed to know that I was supposed to put it on Stripey mm. before he got owned for 37 damage? You can put it on someone else? Yes. Wow. That's the one ability that the bracer gives for using on someone else. Oh, okay. One minute to a creature I can see within 60 feet, which is conveniently the same distance as my dark vision. So everything else is uh, just self, and that one's the one that you can do on someone else. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wow. All right, moving right along. Shaba. I shall strike it. And can Stripey attack, even though he's being held by it tenderly? Uh, yes, it, he's not actually grappled. Okay. Um, is it time to use the lightning, guys? The Lightning of the Ramlord? Yeah. Yep. Pretty sure it is. Well, aren't you really ticked off, Shaba? Don't you want to just release the lightning that is within you? Yeah. Yep. All right. We'll do that then. We'll expend a charge. Um, that is a 27 to hit. How does that How does wow. that work for you? 27 hits. All right. We're going to do a bunch of D4s. I mean, a bunch of D6s. A D8. Pretty terrible rolls. Pretty, pretty bad. Oh, man. Uh, three, this is as six, bad as my frost fingies. <laughs> uh, I, have, well, I, I have three of the dice came up ones, if that's what you're asking. So, yeah. I wish this was like Brian's game where that like gave you a bonus. 18 damage, <laughs> and then I take four. Not too shabby. Not too shabba. Not too shabba. <laughs> uh, Stripey will take his follow-up attack. Wait, that's a t-shirt idea. <laughs> Not too shallow. Or an episode title. Uh, Stripey gets a 19 this time. That hits. All right. Uh, he's going to do 10, and my turn is done. 28 damage? That's pretty good for a full turn cycle. Yeah. I did have to use a charge of the bow, but, you know. This seems like a situation for extra damage, man. Totally. Just wasn't much. Can Tokus bellow something to the party, or do I have to wait till my turn happens? Technically, talking is a free action. Yeah, just let Stripey have his turn. Keep on attacking. All right, so Stripey's turn next. Yep. Um, that's a uh, fifteen. That misses. Yeah. Okay. All right. Done. I think you should get away, Stripey. Look how wounded you are. Get back. Get back. Let Aslo and I handle this. Stripey's in a blood rage. <laughs> but no, no, seriously, <laughs> that thing's gonna eat him. Leave it to us. That's exactly why he feels like he has to fight for his life. <sighs> but but Aslo and I Shabba, are... Shabba, can't you recall Stripey? Uh, yeah, but why would I want to right now? 
Because he's almost dead. He's going to take an attack if he tries to run away. Yeah, but couldn't he disengage? Oh, you already attacked. I already attacked, but he could disengage next turn. Yep. Yeah, man. He could take three attacks if he doesn't run away. That's true. But we'll see what happens. I guess so. Wait, are the tentacles dealing damage? I thought just the bite and the tail swipe are dealing damage. Are the tentacles also dealing damage? The tentacles damage? also deal damage, yeah. Oh my goodness. Grab him. This thing is a <laughs> yeah. this thing is a real monster. <laughs> it really is. It is, it is yeah. a real monster. Alright. Took us his turn. Oh boy, guys. Alright. Um I should probably pop my hex and just go ham, right? Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time. It's time. Okay, I'm gonna use my free hex charge and hex it for a constitution. Sure. I didn't sound that confident, did I? Hang on. Hang on a second. No. Uh, he usually doesn't affect anything. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, um, dexterity. Okay. And okay. here we go. All right. So now that it's hexed, I'm going to go for my extra attack. That's a non-natty twin to hit. That hits. Sweet. Normie twins, though? Yeah, thank you. It was a normie twins. <laughs> what? What? I rolled one on both. Come on. What is happening? All right, so one necrotic, and then my physical is five. Man. What is happening? Tokus is like, (laughs) my powers have left me. You got to burn those dice at the stake. Here we go. All right, uh, another attack, 21 to hit. Way better. Almost max this time. So I rolled uh, 12 physical, five necrotic. Sick. Also, how's it feeling on that necrotic? How does it feel? Does it look like it's taking damage it feels good to release the <laughs> darkness i think no um, yeah that seems effective however the normal weapon damage seems not very effective that makes sense it's got tough carapace we best be on our toes man uh, can i move between stripey and aslo or no we want to be flanking don't we mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah thane did you need me to differentiate between lightning damage and hunter's mark damage and regular arrow damage that last attack no, no, I didn't need cause, that. Okay. Because your shot was magical in that case. Yeah, everything about your attack is yeah. magical. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Is everything about his attacks always magic because it's coming from a magic bow or just when he does the shot? Because of that bow, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, so my piercing damage was weak sauce. Aslo, you know what that means. You need a magic sword. You, you need to. Yeah. You need to become magical. That's true. Aren't you? Aren't I? You have the king. You have the Kingslayer. If he casts a spell, then his sword becomes magical for the following The turn. sword's always magical. It al- always counts as magical. Oh, yeah, that's right. only it gets a plus one. Bonus. Yeah, the Kingslayer is always worth attacking with. Kingslayer's always slaying. Yeah. Well, my, my turn is finished. Let's go. As a... Your turn. All right. So that is, in fact, what I will do. I would like to circle around the side of it and uh, get flanking with Tokus. Be careful about the ice. How much... Uh, how big is the creature? Uh... Occupies a 10-foot space. Okay, so then is there five feet of ice around the other side? Yes, at that angle there would be. I dropped a pizza, but if does, if he goes this way, he wouldn't end up in the t- tip of the, the cone, right? If he comes around. Instead, I see what you're thinking, Thane, maybe. If he goes this way, he would be on ice, but if he goes around the other way. If he's trying to flank with you, then he has to be in a certain spot. Then I'll be on the ice either way. And that puts him on the ice? Yeah, okay. Right. Couldn't he flank with Stripey and then not be on the ice? You're right next to Stripey, <laughs> so... Because Stripey... I'm five feet from Stripey. I have three attacks, so I'm just going to go for it. So I just get up next to him and attack. My ice is backfiring on us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what have I become? My own worst enemy. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, we have... Uh, does a 14 hit? No. 
Okay, then that other attack doesn't hit, but a 24 should. Yep. Uh, so that is five piercing with the uh, magic short sword. I'm going to blade flourish. So I'm going to spend a bardic inspiration, and I will use the mobile blade flourish to, in fact, push it back away from us. So, um, D8. How far does that push it? Uh, it pushes it up to X feet away from you, where X is five plus the result on the Bardic Inspiration die, which was a four, so nine feet. Hmm. Uh, and it also, let's see, and so it deals an extra four damage to it as well from the short sword. All right. So somehow this little tiny halfling runs up to this gigantic snake monster. Does it have a size <laughs> restriction or is snake. it automatic? I don't think so. I could look it up. Some abilities do, some don't. It defies physics. Yeah, I thought most of those were like one cate- one size category larger than you. It doesn't say. All right. It doesn't say a, a size category. So rather than you actually pushing it that distance, I think what actually happens is you surprise it with your attack and cause it to reel back and withdraw from you. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Nice. That works. Does that movement cause it to make an ice check? Or no? It's when it moves, when it decides to move, or is it if it is moved along ice? Apparently, Repelling Blast does the same thing. Yeah, there are some that have restrictions, some don't. Okay, gotcha. So it's definitely intentional. Hmm. So you definitely don't provoke an opportunity attack if you are f- moved forcibly, but I don't know about whether you'd have to make a check when you're moved forcibly. Okay, found it. A creature traversing slick ice at more than half speed is required to make a DC 15 acrobatic check at the start of the movement. Okay, so that's less than half its speed, that nine feet. Right. Failure causes the creature to fall prone at the start of the movement. Running or charging on slick ice increases the DC by five, blah, 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 blah. A creature that succeeds at this check by five or more can increase its move across the ice. Interesting. By just going with the flow. What are you, what are you, yeah, what are you reading? It's not taking a movement. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like it was pushed, so would it really slip? I don't know. I feel like... I'm going to just rule here and say that, yes, it will make a saving throw, or acrobatics check, rather. Does it matter that I hexed it for dex, or no? It does give it disadvantage on this. Yes! That, like, never comes up, but it's relevant. <laughs> yes! It's finally all coming together, Tokus. <laughs> our master plan, wow. Brian. I love it when a plan comes together. Finally. <laughs> all right. Azla runs up, startles this creature back, and it forces it to pull away. And as it does so, it starts to slip on the ice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Going prone doesn't really make sense for something like this, but it is, say, off balance. It's like floundering. It's, like slipping and sliding, you know, so it's... Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. flailing and thrashing around on the ice, trying to keep its balance and move the weight at once. Alright. Nice. We finally did it, Tokus. We did the thing. <laughs> now the question is, does it actually make a difference? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's a snake. Because it can use half of its movement to stabilize itself, and then it will attempt to close the distance. But that'll also mean moving over the slippery surface. But... What you read said that it has to move at least half its movement in order to oh. have to make that check. And I don't think nine feet is half its movement. Right, well, mm. I have different sources. Like another source just said, when you move on ice, you must succeed a DC acrobatics check or fall prone. Mm. So I, I don't know. I don't know which source necessarily to believe. It's official, yeah. 
I, I liked that the other one was more specific. I think it's moving at half speed rather than moving half your movement. Right, because it's difficult terrain. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So it rights itself and then attempts to slither forward and fails its check again. Whoa. Wow. Well, because of the disadvantage, probably. Yes. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Dang, took us. So it ends up losing its whole turn. It does get close enough so that it's in attack range, I think. Okay, so we're engaged in melee. Or is it? He pushed it nine feet. It was Yeah, it was nine feet away. I guess not, technically. So it had to advance four feet in order to get to you. In order for it to be in melee with us, but not for us to be in melee with it. Yeah. But you make the check at the start of your movement, so it fails. So, so somebody here says, I've had a DM that had a rule that if you moved more than half your movement, you had to pass a DC 10 deck save or fall prone. So I, I don't know. I'm just reading some of what's on the forum that yeah. seems to fall in line with the other stuff. I think... Basically, it spends its whole turn attempting to move on the ice and failing. Mm. Yeah. And flailing. Exactly. Failing and flailing. So it is Shaba's turn. All right. I shall strike. Um, and technically, if it's prone, then ranged attacks have disadvantage against it. But Is it prone? But is, but is it prone? Because <laughs> it's good for it to be prone for us as melee attackers. It's bad. Yes, it's, it is bad when it right. comes to... So is it prone or not? Yeah. The rules say yes. Okay, all right, then we will treat it as such. And for this attack, I will be rolling the world's smallest d20. Whoa, dude. What? That's adorable. It is the size of a pebble. Pebbles come in many sizes. Yeah, don't (laughs) spend the lightning shot. I will be rolling it twice because I have disadvantage, and I rolled a two on my first attempt, so that will be a miss. (laughs) And I rolled a one on my second. Ooh. Good thing for disadvantage. Stripey will be five feet away, and he will not move across the ice. If only you'd been in a halfling, then you could have re-rolled that one. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> um, can, Stripey can't... Okay, Stripey's attack when I attack, that's his reaction, right? That he uses to do that? Yes. Okay. But so he's then, out of reach. Right. So he's out of reach. So on his actual turn, he's going to ready to attack it when it comes into melee. And then we are done. Okay. Took us. Oh, man, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So it's out of range. And you have to walk across the ice to get to it. I don't think I should. I think I just shoot it. It's not close enough that I have disadvantage with, like, a fire vial, for example. Right. Actually, okay, can I just go back real quick? It's better for Stripey to take a five-foot move back because the creature can still attack it from where it is, whereas it will have to move that five feet across the ice for it to attack him if... And he doesn't want to have to right. go across the yeah. ice. So Stripey will yeah, move you, five feet yeah. back and then ready if the creature comes into melee with him. Right. And we should also maybe move back Aslo. That thing has reach. We That's should take true. a step back. I will say the thing's not going to come into Stripey's melee range. Right. It's not. So maybe you're doing something other than readying the attack, like dodge or whatever. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Okay. So he'll dodge. He'll take a five foot step back and he'll dodge. Get into dodge. Right. Well, get out of dodge. Get into it. But like, <laughs> shouldn't we consider following suit? Like, if we move back far oh, yeah, enough, no, I, he has to maybe. I definitely think you should move back and and ranged attack it. Right, and like let it just like try to spend a few more turns riding itself on the ice. Let it come to you as far as it yeah. has to, because then you're you're forcing. Try to it. get it to make one more check. Right, exactly. You're forcing yeah. it to come toward you across the ice. Yeah. So I'm going to back up and be in front of Stripey? Uh, next to Stripey? Being next to him. All right. I'll back up and be five feet next to Stripes. Okay. And I'm going to pop off a fire vial. Oh. You also have disadvantage. Correct. 
Uh, but I think it's worth it. I mean, the only other thing I could do is lightning lure it, and that seems counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah, fire vial's good. Yeah. All right, so I will have disadvantage. Okay. Well, you know what? They weren't good rolls anyway. <laughs> I rolled an eight and a four. <laughs> well, a free round of attacks with disadvantage is better than not having a free round of attacks. So True that. I'm done. Tesla. All right, I will back up next to Stripey and Tokus and ready both swords. This is, like, so cool. Something obscure about the Frostfingers comboed with something obscure about your <laughs> subclass. Yeah. Like, I don't think you've ever used this ability, like, maybe once or twice. This is a, this is a first, I think, for Mobile Flourish, yeah. We gotta, like, fight things on cliffs, and you have to, like, push them off cliffs <laughs> with your crossbow. Yeah, really. That's what we need to start doing. Um, when you walk across ice, is it a dexterity check or dexterity save? that you make acrobatics check acrobatics he's check. making extra acrobatics okay. checks right on okay uh, and then I will bonus action give a uh, inspiration to Tokus oh I catch it thank you yeah <laughs> here you go Tokus I flip you an inspiration I will note that did you already take your action I just backed up to be next to them yeah swords out oh you got your swords out Jay you have one of those two by the way I do I do still have an insp so what's your action oh uh, can I ready an attack if it comes up it's not going to close to that distance. You know, it has longer reach than that. Oh, uh, because of reach. Yeah. Yeah. We have to move back and then come back to it when uh, it gets across the ice. Then no action for me, I think. Just do the dodge. Dodge. Yep. Dodge, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I should have maybe just dodged too. Maybe, yeah. Just wasting precious fire vials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to attempt to make it across the ice again. So it's still struggling on the ice. That was a round of nothing happening. Man, because the hex, the hex for dex plus the ice, man. But think about it. Has this worm ever experienced ice before in its existence? (laughs) This might be the first time it's experiencing ice. Think about it. That's true. True. It's lived its whole life in this sewer cave. And it is a giant worm, so it's probably the first time it's ever experienced not having good dexterity. That's true. So there's that. All right, so it's probably like, like, what's happening? Whoa, Whoa. All of a sudden, I'm so uncoordinated. Ooh. And like us, like, at, you know, shooting at it, too. It's probably like, <laughs> like freaking out. So, Shabo, we're back to you. All right. Here goes nothing. So un- until it succeeds on one of its checks, it can't even get off the ice. So. Yeah, and it's, it's still prone, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, still prone. All right. So we're going to just keep making free disadvantaged ranged <laughs> Yeah. World's smallest D20 again. That's a 15 the first roll, and the second one is a 9. Okay. Uh, so that would be a 17. 17 it does not hit. Dang it. Wow. This thing's tanky. Crap, I should have used my bardic. <laughs> oh, well. Next time. Next time. All right. Um, Stripey's dodging. Stripey will dodge again. Yes. Tokus. All right, I'm going to try to take another file vial shot. Here we go. Uh, dang. Okay, a 3 and 11. So <laughs> that's my turn. Hello. Question, if it's back on the ice, isn't it close enough to the far side of the ice that we could circle around and then attack it? No, it is literally right in the middle of the ice right now. Yeah. Um, well, no, it was at the front edge, and you pushed it nine feet back, so it's it's at the back edge of the ice. At the back edge, okay. I thought so, it moved. I thought it got four feet up. Uh, no, that was all that it needed to do, but the check happens at the beginning of the movement. So. Okay. Oh, okay, so it's still all the way back there. It hasn't even progressed at all. Wow. <laughs> wow. So can I run around to the side and start hitting it with swords? 
you can, but then you'll be in its melee. So. Yeah, uh, and then it's not going to spend its turn moving. Like, we're getting free shots on it. We'll eventually... Tokus, you're time-walking this guy multiple times. You just womboed the heck out of yourself. <laughs> we we <laughs> wombo. No, that's your like, abilities. The de- the hex to dex and the ice. That's both you. That is what's causing this thing Aslo to... Aslo had to push it. Just completely... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We, Aslo had to push it for us to fully wombo. <laughs> okay, for yeah, for the full wombo. I'm still waiting for opportunities for us to do this with your... Uh, what is it where you drop all the thornies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Thorny ground. Yeah, spike growth. So, like, I'm going to, like, drag things over it, and, you know, <laughs> Brian's going to, like, push things with, like, his... His shockwave. Dude, if you get your lightning lore and Aslo gets his thunder wave, then you can drag it forward and Aslo can push, push it, it and then pull it and drag it and then pull it again. That would be the ultimate combo. Yeah, just keep pushing and pulling it. And then and yeah. each of us using like, one. In the meanwhile, like stri- Stripey's in the middle and Stripey's like eating it like, while just taking moving across the spikes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't say that out loud while, while Thane is here. He'll, I know, right? He'll plan accordingly for our plans. <laughs> Thane, plug your ears. They're like, I'll pick only monsters that are resilient to being moved or pricklies. So here's the situation. I can take one shot at it with disadvantage, or I could run up to it and take three attacks at it, all with advantage. You could? Well, yeah. How would you get advantage? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, prone. it's prone. Oh, yeah, because it's prone. Because right. it's prone. It's right. prone. And I have mirror image. So, so I'm going to do that. Right. And, and here's the other thing. <laughs> Can it write itself? It still has to do a check even to write itself to not be prone, correct? Isn't that a movement check or no? No, it's it's free to stand up. I mean, half your movement to stand up, not a check. And then a check to move anywhere. Right, so I think this is fine. I mean, it'll stop flailing around and it'll start attacking you, Brian. You do have mirror image, though. Yep. Mm-hmm. True, so, true. I, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of just, like, continuing to, like, play the control, dirtily control <laughs> plan and just, like, shooting it. But I think you're right. I like having three attacks with advantage. I, I respect I respect the attack. Yeah, getting three attacks with advantage is sick. Yeah. So I run up around to the side and start swinging at it. First attack, 23 to hit. Hit. Uh, this is with Kingslayer. Uh, so that'll be eight damage. Second attack with Kingslayer. Uh, six and 17 to hit? Miss. Miss a miss, okay. And third attack with non-Kingslayer. 19 to hit? Hit. Okay, so seven uh, piercing damage. I like how you named what is probably the weakest magical weapon in the game. <laughs> Kingslayer. <laughs> oh yeah, it's got such a cool name. Well, it has that name for a very specific reason. Yeah. Oh, and mm, let's see. And I will also. No, that's fine. I'm done. We always name magic items after the people with whom they people are associated. Who gave it to us. <laughs> but it almost yeah. sounds like we're assassins for the person, the very person that gave it to us. <laughs> that's why it's so funny, Tokus. <laughs> Because it's the king slayer. Because we got it from the king and it slays things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my turn's Uh, done. Okay, so your armor class is 15. Correct. I'm sure Thane is very glad he gets to do something other than those acrobatics (laughs) checks. Yeah. So it turns around and tries to grab you with its tentacles, but misses and hits you with its tail. Okay, so I roll to see if it hits a mirror image. Right. Um, six plus, so yes, it does hit one. Okay, so it dispels one of your images. Okay. It doesn't even have to do any sort of DC check in this case, right? 
It's a, actually, it's when I get attacked, I, I roll to see if it's diverted to a thing, and then you roll to hit, because their AC is actually lower than mine. Yeah, it's, it's actually really confusing to resolve. I think, Brian, you needed to interject sooner and be Wait, like... so what's their AC then? Uh, 13. Okay, so roll again, because... That means the other attack. Oh, the other one might hit. The other attack might hit. Yeah. Uh, natural one is no, it would not have been diverted. So, yeah, it would have targeted me still. So it would have targeted you and then missed. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good we're having this conversation now before, like, we're actually rolling and this is canon and matters, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. All right. Shaba. It's no longer prone. That's no okay. longer prone. Okay. All righty. Um, that's an 18 to hit. Hit. Okay. I've discovered its armor class. Um, I did just see this note at the bottom. Creatures who are blind or rely on other senses or can perceive illusions are unaffected by this spell. Oh. It's not blind. Okay. Are the eyes inside of the beak or something? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's That's nine damage for Shaba. Maybe they're just small eyes so you don't see them. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stripey is contemplating following Aslo's lead and running around to where he can hit it, but it's not prone anymore, so he's just going to take the dodge action and hunker down, and we're done. The monster has many cuts and wounds in it. It's thrashing around in its last throws, it looks like. So Stripey doesn't want to try to finish it off. He does. He really does. If it looks that bad <laughs> off, then he might. So he'll run around to where Aslo is and take a swipe. Can you flank it? Like the other side of the pizza? No, because of the ice. Because the pizza's too wide, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um. Oh, that's a, he rolled a 19. So that's going to be a 24 to hit. And Stripey is going to do uh, 8 damage. Hey, all right. And with his vicious slashes, Stripey slays the beast. Man, he wow. always he gets so many kill shots. <laughs> That's what he lives for. Stripey the killer. And the ice smashes as the beast's body crashes into it. Oh man! Wow, just shatters. All right, well, Stripey puts on a he puts on a bib and starts chowing down. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to do, right? Worm is his favorite meal. That's right. 